The Cardinals may or may not be searching for an ace to add to their rotation, but another rumor began flying today that piqued our interest. We'll look at some of the remaining free agent pitchers on the market. Plus, the Cardinals handed out their minor league pitcher and player of the year awards. I'll tell you who took home the hardware on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio or follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If it's on iTunes, we're there. Spotify, Google Podcast, we're there. We're also on YouTube. If you found us there, be sure to like and subscribe and comment so that you can interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Now, one of the more fun aspects of the offseason, at least for you know teams who are actively participating in trades and signings, I mean, Think about how lonely it is to be somebody on a team that just is not doing anything and how boring that must be. Uh, but the fun part is, at least for us as Cardinals fans, is that the rumors are they're always swirling, right, about who's going where, for how much, and for how long. And we rely on MLB insiders to lead us in the direction of the correct information, to keep us in the loop, so to speak, on things that, you know, may be occurring in the future, good or bad. You know, we, we like to know. We want the scoop, right? So we've seen a lot of reports this offseason that have ended up being true, like the Cardinals' interest in Wilson Contreras, them visiting him in Florida. You know, that was a big deal, them going to see him before the winter meetings even began. That was a big one because until that point, none of us really knew which direction the team was leaning towards, whether they were going to go free agency catchers or trade for a catcher. We didn't know yet. They ended up actually looking into both scenarios and in the end chose to go the free agent route with Wilson Contreras. Before the Contreras signing, we had reports that the Cardinals could be active in the shortstop market. More specifically, the name Dansby Swanson was brought up. And so far, nothing. Nothing has really come out of that. Now, what we think happened here, at least what I think happened here, is that the Cardinals were in talks to make a trade with the Oakland A's for Sean Murphy. And if that had gone through, they would have still had money to entertain the idea of adding another bat to the lineup like a Dansby Swanson. It doesn't mean that they were going to get him, right? But that was at least the idea going into it. And it was an idea that myself and many other listeners and fans really, really liked because that way you were able to add not one, but two impact bats and players into this lineup. After spending the money for Contreras, the Cardinals have had to adjust their game plan. So it doesn't mean that the the report, the initial report that they were interested or going to be active in the shortstop market was, was not true, but things have changed. So it doesn't mean that it was wrong, but circumstances, you know, they changed. And if they they did have interest in a shortstop, those interests have seemingly dissipated a bit. Uh, The Cardinals were listed as a mystery team for Carlos Rodon. So far, nothing has really come out of that. Doesn't mean it isn't true, but so far it's been quiet since that tweet was sent out. The point of this is that the rumors and the stuff that we hear, it's pure speculation. Okay, and it should be treated that way. And sometimes they end up coming to fruition, but sometimes they don't. So this next rumor that I'm going to lay on you, 
was floated around there this morning, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Seems hard to believe that this would be true, but if it is, it's something that I would assume that the Cardinals would be interested in exploring. So here's what we got for you. Jim Callis of MLB Network reported today that the Atlanta Braves, who just made that massive three-team trade for Sean Murphy, could potentially make NL Cy Young Award runner-up Max Freed available. Now here's the quote from Callis. With the Braves' payroll climbing and climbing, who knows if they'll sign Murphy to an extension, I'm hearing some Max Freed rumors on the block that they may not be able to sign him long-term. Don't be shocked if we see a Max Freed trade this offseason. Say what? For those of you who don't know who Max Freed is, he's been one heck of a pitcher since becoming a full-time starter for the Braves back in 2019. He's finished in the top five in Cy Young voting twice. He's received MVP votes, got those in 2020. He's won three straight gold gloves as the pitcher in the National League. And just to throw it in there, he took home the last ever silver slugger for a pitcher too. Pitchers don't hit anymore. Now, he's going to be turning 29 in January, set to become a free agent in 2025. So why, why, oh, why would the Braves want to move their number one starter now after just trading for Sean Murphy? Well, according to one publication, Atlanta currently sits right below the competitive balance tax threshold. If the team adds almost anyone of note, the team is going to pay the luxury tax. While Freed's current contract isn't going to break the bank, He's currently projected to make a little over $12 million in his second year of arbitration. Next year offers a different story. In fact, if he continues his level of success, his final year will likely be much higher. Aside from Shohei Otani, the two-way superstar who's set to make $30 million this season, there isn't a great comparison for what Freed will get in his final year of arbitration because no pitcher in the last few years has had his level of sustained success and reached the final year of arbitration. And... That publication is correct. <laughs> that doesn't usually happen. Usually somebody this good has already been offered an extension or has already been given a new contract to sign. And um, here's the thing. The Braves have a lot of pitching in their organization. In fact, I looked it up. Seven of their top 10 prospects are pitchers. Seven of their top 10 prospects are pitchers. So they're floating in pitchers right now, at least according to their rankings. And with the amount of money that... DeGrom, Verlander, God, maybe they're just throwing it out there to see what teams would offer up anything to grab him before his salary escalates to those levels. It doesn't mean they have to trade him, right? And I'm betting they don't. <laughs> I'm going to put money on the fact that they don't trade Max Freed unless they get blown away by an offer from a team who feels like they are just one piece away from a championship. Are the Cardinals one piece away from a championship? Well, they took care of the catching par part of it all. Um, we say they could use another bat, but it's easier to find a bat than it is to find an ace pitcher. So if these reports are true, the Cardinals at least have to call and ask, right? Like you, you got to check in on this because if the reason you can't add someone like Carlos Rodon is simply that he's too expensive, then the other option, the only other option is to trade for a guy who isn't that expensive yet. And that's what this potential max free deal would be about now the uh the braves are likely to ask for a king's ransom in return like why wouldn't they you know i'm sure they're gonna be like we would like jordan walker mason Wynn, and gordon graceffo <laughs> like we want all three of those guys and the cardinals will politely say no we're not going to do that but again the issue isn't that you don't have prospects to deal with it's that you don't want to spend the money 
for a number one pitcher yet. And it's been pointed out repeatedly how the Cardinals only have Steven Madsen, Dakota Hudson under contract for next season out of their starting six in the rotation this year. So if you made a deal for Freed, even if his salary jumps to $20 million or maybe even closer to 30 next year, the money is there. You have the money to cover that, which is why the idea of signing Carlos Rodon, yes, it may be expensive this year and it's going to push your salary up a bunch, but for his remaining years, you don't have that salary that you're paying already next year. Like you don't already have five guys under contract as starting pitchers that you have to worry about. You're, in fact, you're losing <laughs> four salaries that are in your rotation next year. One of them is Adam Wainwright, who's making $17.5 million. Yes, he deferred some of that money, but in the end, he's going to get all that money, right? You don't have to pay that next year. So it's why, you know, when we hear that Carlos Rodon is too expensive for the Cardinals, at least that's what some people are saying, and that's what most of us are thinking. It's kind of like, well, is he, though? Like, if you like him, you should be able to find this money, right? Now, for what it's worth, Buster only tweeted this out. The Braves are trying to win in the immediate future. To that end, they are are not, I should say, aren't entertaining a trade of their ace Max Freed. So maybe maybe this is all BS. Maybe the the callous guy from MLB Network did it just to get some hits. That's a possibility, okay? But it's an ideal target and a situation for John Mosellock if it's true. Because if the money's the problem, but you do have prospects, you can spend the prospect to get the number one if you're not willing to spend the money, right? Because if you're not willing to do either or, it just means you don't want a number one, <laughs> okay? It, it just means you're not willing to give up anything to get a number one, and you're hoping that one falls in your lap somehow. But we'll see if anything comes out of this. Again, it's a rumor. We don't know if it's true or false, uh, but something to think about, something to chew on, if you will. Up next, we're going to take a look at what starting pitchers do remain available through free agency, and if any of them are actually worth picking up or not, including a former two two-time Cy Young award winner. He's out there. Would he be good? Would he be a good fit? We'll talk about it next on Locked On Cardinals. At Locked On Cardinals, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, do yourself a favor. Give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Cardinals listeners. 40% off a new security system. So don't put it off. Simply Safe is the best. Name the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report. And this isn't like just some flash in the pan thing. This is the third year in a row that they've been named the best home security system. In an emergency, you've got 24 7 professional monitoring agents using Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. That way they can capture the critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get high priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under a dollar a day. Under a dollar a day. Is your family's safety not worth under a dollar a day? That's less than half the price of traditional home security systems. And with the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system. You can arm and disarm, unlock for a guest, Access your cameras whenever you want. Adjust system settings anytime, anywhere. So don't miss your chance to say big on our favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out, Lo- check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So now that the uh, wishful thinking portion of this show is complete, let's get down to the facts, shall we? The Cardinals could use another arm in the rotation. I think we all agree on that. Someone is probably going to get hurt out of their top six at some point this season. You know it. I know it. The Cardinals probably know it. So why not get ahead of it and get a guy to put in that rotation to help add some insurance and depth? Now I love Rodon. You love Rodon. We think the Cardinals do. Problem is, so do other teams like the Yankees also love Carlos Rodon and appear to be targeting him. And if the Cardinals have to outbid the Yankees to get his services, I don't like their chances of uh, coming out on top of that battle. So who else is out there on the free agent market? John Heyman tweeted out today that uh, the Noah Syndergaard market is moving now. Four teams in heavy. Starters are obviously thriving based on low supply. Still on the market, he lists Carlos Rodon, Nathan Evaldi, Noah Syndergaard, Michael Waka, Zach Greinke, Drew Smiley, Rich Hill, Zach Davies, Corey Kluber, Michael Pineda, Jordan Lyles, Mike Miner, Seth Lugo, and Michael Lorenzen. Now you look at that list, and besides Rodon, is there anyone on there that you really point at and go, that's the guy, there he is, I want him? Because I don't. <laughs> I look at that list and I'm like, eh, kind of meh, right? Like, there's nobody on that list that is, like, sexy. I mean, Noah Syndergaard was a big deal a few years ago, but he's not that guy anymore. Now, there is a guy on this list that I'm a little bit intrigued by, and that is two-time Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber. And um, I'm just to be honest, it's strictly because of his name and his past success, and not really because of the pitcher that he is now. So just give me a little bit of background. Corey Kluber, arguably the best pitcher in baseball with Cleveland from 2014 to 2018. He won his first Cy Young in 2014, was ninth in voting in 2015, third in 2016, won it again in 2017, and then was third in 2018. Just a fantastic run there. Then in 2019, something happens, and it's, you know, nobody can predict this, but he fractures his pitching arm when he gets hit by a line drive. Like, you can't predict that. It's not his fault. And he didn't pitch in the majors again that year. Ends up uh, healing up, throws in the minor leagues, but nothing spectacular. 2020, COVID year, Cleveland ships him to the Texas Rangers for Delight of the Shields Jr. And Cleveland's now all-star closer, Emmanuel Classe. Kluber throws one inning in 2020. Comes out of the game with tightness in his shoulder. Revealed that he tore his Terry's major muscle. Done for the year. He out. The Yankees grab him in 2021, throws a no-hitter in May that year, but later that month, he suffers a strain to his subscapularis muscle in his pitching shoulder. Misses almost three months. Last year, the Rays pick him up. He makes 31 starts last year, which is good. Finishes 10-10, and 4.34 ERA. Has the lowest walks per nine among qualified pitchers with just 21 in 164 innings while striking out 139, which is a 7.6 strikeouts per nine average. The Cardinals are looking for a guy who can miss bats, right? That's what we're looking for, strikeouts. People are concerned that with the shift going away the way it was, 
that you're going to need more strikeouts to be a successful pitcher, that you can't rely on putting the ball in play as much, which is not great news for the Cardinals, who have basically built their rotation out of guys who allow the other team to hit the ball. They pitch to contact. They get the ground balls and stuff. And granted, great defense on the Cardinals, but things are going to change a little bit. We don't know how big the change will be. Uh, Lindsay over at uh, MLB Prospect says that the, in the minor leagues, things haven't really changed as much, you know, because they, they didn't have the shift the way it was. And it wasn't as quite a big deal. But we'll see how things go next year. Now, is Kluber anything close to his former Cy Young self? No, he's not. Is he even an upgrade? Over the guys in your rotation already. If you're talking about Wainwright, Michaelis, Montgomery, Flaherty, Mats, or Hudson, is he an upgrade? Maybe over Hudson and Mats at best. I mean, you would think that Montgomery, a healthy Jack Flaherty, should be good. I liked what Steven Mats did when he was healthy last year. I didn't really have a problem with him. Hudson, you saw the inconsistencies, but again, coming off of uh, arm surgery. So hopefully he'll be better next year. I mean, he was pretty good pitcher for you leading up to next year or last year before he got hurt. You know, he was actually not so bad, but if something happens to any of these guys, and we think it probably will, the odds are good that somebody's going to go down. Uh, he'd be a guy I think could benefit from playing with the Cardinals, with this defense at Bush stadium. I don't know how much juice he's got left in his arm, but he just kind of Corey Kluber comes off like a guy that would thrive wearing the birds on the bat. Like he just seems like that guy that would love playing for St. Louis. Speaking of thriving, the Cardinals named their minor league pitcher and co-players of the year today. I'm going to tell you who they are next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, analysis. They're all over it. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season basketball world cup they've got it all at betonline.net uh today you had argentina blast croatia three to nothing in the semis of the world cup tomorrow wednesday it's france and morocco to see who will face argentina in the finals on sunday morning i'm assuming most people want to see the argentina france game um that's who they want in the finals i, th I think people would think that's the most exciting matchup but you never know what's going to happen in these tournaments and uh, to take it to that next step of excitement you could play some money on the games. Even if you're not a soccer fan, if you're not big into it, putting money on just about anything <laughs> makes that game or that match that more interesting and that more exciting, that's for sure. Okay? Placing bets is fun. And uh, betonline.net is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Each year, the Cardinals name a minor league pitcher and player of the year for their system. Now, some of the past winners include, and boy, oh boy, did I have fun looking these up because you're going to love some of these names, especially if you've been a, a Cardinals fan for a long time since like the 90s. So check these names out. These are past winners of player and pitcher of the year awards for the team. Uh, Dimitri Young, Cliff Polite, Rick Ankiel, Adam Kennedy, Albert Pujols, Dan Heron, Bud Smith, Jimmy Journal, Coco Crisp, Colby Rasmus, Anthony Reyes, Alan Craig, Lance Lynn, Matt Carpenter, Shelby Miller, Matt Adams, Oscar Tavares, Seth Manis, or Manis. I think it was, did he pronounce it? It was Seth Manis, wasn't it? Seth Manis, uh, Colton Wong, Magnus Sierra, Marco Gonzalez, 
Stephen Piscotti, Austin Gomber, Alex Reyes, Carson Kelly, Luke Weaver. We've got a lot of names in the past there that you're like, wow, listen to them. Now, here's the thing, too. Like, you look at those names. How many of those names actually panned out the way you wanted them to? You know, it's just another side of it where trading prospects sometimes for known commodities, known major league talent is a good thing. Because you look at those names, out of all of those, how many of them stand out to you as guys who turned out to be star players, you know? I mean, nobody could predict what happened to Rick Ankiel. Albert Pujols is obviously huge. Dan Heron had a solid career. Um, Colby Rasmus never lived up to what people thought he was going to be. Anthony Reyes never lived up. Obviously, he won the World Series with the team, which was great. That game one against Detroit was amazing. Alan Craig dealt with injuries. He was gone. Lance Lynn's been pretty good. Matt Carpenter, a nice career. Shelby Miller, no. Matt Adams, not bad. Uh, Oscar Tavares, we know the, the history there and how sad that was. Uh, Colton Wong's had a good career. Magna Sierra, nothing. Marco Gonzalez has done all right in Seattle. Steven Piscotti, eh, not bad. Austin Gomber, they're still waiting on in Colorado, part of the uh, Nolan Arenado trade. Alex Reyes, clearly, injuries killed him. Uh, Carson Kelly, doing all right in Arizona. Luke Weaver, nothing really. So, I don't know. It just kind of emphasizes the point that trading prospects Sometimes you get burned, yes. Sandy Alcantara, <laughs> Randy Rosarena, right? But most of the time, these guys, they don't live up to the expectations. But uh, back to what we were talking about. Today, the, the Cardinals named their pitcher and players of the year. Uh, friend of the podcast, Gordon Graceffo, 2022 minor league pitcher of the year. Congratulations, Gordon. And um, then they named both Jordan Walker and Moises Gomez as their co-players of the year. So let's start with uh, Graceffo in his first full professional season. The 22-year-old finishes 10-6 and six with a 2.97 ERA. His whip, 0.94, 139 strikeouts across 26 starts at AA Springfield and Peoria. He'll most certainly get a chance to start at AAA Memphis this season. A lot of talk about people wanting him in trades and stuff. And the Cardinals decided, no, we're hanging on to him. Uh, Jordan Walker was the organization's player of the year last year, becoming the third Cardinals minor league player to win the award in back-to-back -back seasons. The other two know who they are. One of them, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. All right. So the first one, 2002-2003, first baseman, John Gall. Remember that guy? And then outfielder, Colby Rasmus in 2006-2007. Uh, uh, Walker, 20 years old, slash 306, 19 home runs, 31 doubles, 22 stolen bases, 100 runs, and 68 RBIs at AA Springfield. On the fast track to the Cardinals, uh, will likely start at Memphis next season, but if he shines in camp, he could be a part of this year's team from opening day. It's a possibility. It could happen. He could tear the cover off the ball in spring training, and the, the team's not going to worry about starting the clock on him or whatever that stuff is like, they're ready to go they're, They want to win. Jordan Walker's the best hitter available. They're going to have him on this team. 
And, of course, the surprise of the bunch is Moises Gomez. Grabbed as a free agent after the Rays released him. The 24-year-old Venezuelan had a breakout season this year, hitting 294 with a minor league baseball leading 39 home runs and 94 RBAs at uh, AAA Memphis and AA Springfield. He led all Cardinals minor leaguers in home runs, RBIs, extra base hits, total bases, and OPS. And the 39 home runs was a minor league record for the organization. I mean, that's a guy, nobody's talking about Moises Gomez having any sort of impact on this roster in this next year. And maybe that's stupid of us to not mention him. I mean, he's 24 years old. Why wouldn't he be given a chance to play on this roster next year right away? And maybe, just maybe, and I'm maybe this is me being too positive, but maybe this is karma for losing Randy Arozarena to the Rays a few years ago since Gomez came from the Rays. I don't know. I don't know. Nice thought, though, right? Hopefully he can pan out. That, that would be fantastic. Anyway, congratulations to all three of them. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs>